Right Hook Movies and TV. Well, there you have it. It's the Right Hook with George Hook. And, of course, uh, the uh, incomparable uh, encyclopedic uh, Philip Malloy. Mm, thank you, George. Uh, now, we've had a ton of texts on redheads, oh, right? Yeah. Um, well, of course, some famous cinematic redheads. My favourite, of course, understandably, the great Maureen O'Hara. Mm. Uh, but there were some others who I fancied as well. Now I wasn't kind of a one-woman guy. Yeah. Well, my 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 mind would be uh, Rhonda Fleming. I yeah. thought she was gorgeous. Absolutely. Rhonda Fleming was a great cowboy movie woman, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. And she she was she was very much a Christian as well. You know that she was a yes. Um, uh, I I I forget what movie. Um, I have something at home. I have a, which and the extras on it including include. A uh, um, an episode of the Pat Boone show, right. and she's invited on as a guest, and the two of them start to talk about Christianity. Christianity. <laughs> All right, I got a picture of Rhonda Fleming uh, in a chewing gum pack when I was about twelve. I'm sure that excited you. It should tell you it had a great effect <laughs> on me. Yeah. Um, and of course, the great Lucille Ball. But yeah. but the thing about Lucille Ball, of course, was that we didn't know she was redhead for a long time because a huge part of her career was in black and white television. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But she was. I love Lucy. Was almost entirely black yeah, and white. Yeah, but but and you're talking you're talking there, by the way, about a show that practically invented the sitcom. That's that. That was a series from the mid fifties. Yeah. When okay, a lot of the best stuff was actually transferring in America from yeah. uh, radio to network television, uh, but. The network shows were generally, there were stuff like variety shows. There was some sport, obviously. I think in 1952, there was a World Series of Baseball, and uh, that was all televised. But uh, one of the very first sitcoms was her show. Yeah, but there was the voluptuous redhead in Mad Men. There was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, Joan, Joan. Joan, who gave a whole new meaning to the word (laughs) corset, I always thought. She was was very shapely, I have to say. (laughs) Men. I love Julianne Moore. You like her? No. Yeah, I do. I, I have to say. But, but men, there aren't as many redheaded men. Uh, Damien. Um, Damien Lewis. Lewis um, and he see, his hair seems to change. Change absolutely. I, 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 people are talking about him as a possible Bond, but I couldn't rem- imagine a red-handed Bond. No, you couldn't have a red-handed uh, Bond. And uh, but what, what other red-headed male I, that's the stars point. are there? Right? I don't know. There aren't that many stars. Mickey but, Rooney wasn't red-headed, no. No, no, he was. Um, that was a case. That was a case of a guy who never grew up. Obviously, yeah. All right, look, um, you've got a great value box set. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I was just passing. Whenever I, I can't pass a, a, a video, a, a store, video yeah. store at all. Yeah. Right? And my wife goes on about it the whole time. Anyway, I just noticed yesterday there's a, a, a golden discs on the George Street, the main street in uh, Don Leary. And I noticed there yesterday a box set of um, Coen Brothers movies, 16 euro for seven movies. Seven movies, yeah, 16 euro. Two euros a movie. Absolutely, you throw it away, a couple of cups of coffee and it's gone, you know. Yeah. Uh, So I was looking at some of the ones that were on it. And uh, the Blood Simple, Blood Simple was their very first movie in 1984. Uh, Then Barton Fink, The Hudsucker Proxy with uh, Paul Newman and Tim Robbins. The Big Lebowski, which to a lot of people is the very best of the Coen brothers. I wouldn't consider it to be the very best. Two of the four George Clooney movies they did. And uh, they'd they'd be Burn After Reading and Intolerable Cruelty. And then one called the, um, The Serious Man. Now... 
Oh Brother Where Art Thou is not on it. Fargo is not on it. And uh, No Country for Old Men, Miller's Crossing, and the remake of True Grit. Yeah. That, that's, that's really the well, best. Well, but of course, that yeah. brings the price down. I know, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they might get 16 euro for one of for yeah. Fargo on yeah. its own, for argument's yeah. sake. Yeah. You know, but so you understand I, that. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think that, okay, as you say, just over two euros a disc. Absolutely. And, uh, and if you wanted, for instance, to start your own collection of Cornblars, this would be a good way of starting it. Um, but I, 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 I looked last night. I looked at Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I adore that movie. Two, they're, they're my two favorites are Oh Brother Where Art Thou and Raising Arizona. Oh Brother Where Art Thou is about three guys led by George Clooney who escaped from prison in the South in America during the Depression, and they're chased by this kind of relentless um, lawman. Um, but uh, Clooney, I think, is Clooney's best comedy at the very least. And uh, Everett McGill is his name, and he's he, he's he's obsessed with his hair. He <laughs> says, "I'm a Dapper Dan man." He, he puts yeah. this this Dapper Dan cream on his hair all the time, and he says, <laughs> "They're they're holed up." Uh, John Turturro is in it, and he has escaped from prison with him, yeah. and they're holed up in this old farmhouse. And uh, before they go to sleep at night, uh, uh, Clooney says to him, I suppose uh, I suppose it would be the uh, acme of stupidity to ask if you have a hairnet. <laughs> uh, so are there good lines in Cohen movies? Are oh, there? oh, great. I mean, I, my, my favourite, I think I might have mentioned this before, my favourite, um, there's great stuff in Raising Arizona. And in Raising Arizona, uh, uh, Nicolas Cage um, and his wife, they want to have a baby. They can't have a baby. She goes to the doctor and she finds that she's um, she just can't have a baby. So she's coming back. She's pulling up out, outside this trailer that they're, they're living in, and he sees her face and he knows uh, he knows that it's not working. And uh, you, you ha- have this voiceover where he says, "Her innards were a rocky place where my seed could find no purchase." <laughs> that's kind of that's the kind of yeah. Well, I that. liked. I mean, I'd yeah. say I've seen quite a few of them. Yeah. Like obviously, the more obvious ones I've seen. Yeah. I have to confess, yeah. uh, I thought the 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 um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou with Clooney. I really enjoyed Child. that. I must oh, say, that's hilarious. Yeah. Now, um, the the. I've got a pile of texts coming in here on Redheads. John and Cork says Ron Howard, actor, oh, very good, director. No, very good. Although the problem is he lost his hair altogether. He's bald now. Yeah. The kid in Harry Potter. The kid in Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Simon Pegg, Pedro says. Chuck by, the, by the kid, by the kid, they mean the, the his friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chuck Norris. Dan and Ballyhonas. Chuck said? Norris. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Robert Redford isn't redhead. No, he? he's not. No, 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 he's not. He's not. Nicole Kidman is redheaded though, isn't he? Yeah. Kind yeah. of. It's, yeah, it's kind but of see, a, nowadays, a light. nowadays you have no idea. Yeah. I was with my dentist last week, right? And I gave him a piece of trivia, movie trivia. And what was it? About the greatest romantic lead in the history of the movies, right? Yeah. Clark Gable. Yeah, absolutely. When Clark Gable started in the movies, I think this is extraordinary. He was yeah. about 24, 25. Yeah. And the studio didn't like his teeth. Uh, no, I know he had yeah, big he ears, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. they didn't like his teeth. Yeah. He couldn't do anything about his no. ears. They pulled out every tooth. Yeah. The, and, and so Clark Gable, at the height of his powers in, in the 1930s, had no teeth. Had no teeth. Which doesn't make him sound very romantic, does it? <laughs> no. Um, no. Well, he also had appalling bad breath. Best I heard that, yeah. He had yeah. the worst bad breath in the movies. Yeah. But I told my dentist that because nowadays, of course, dentists, 
uh, will do anything rather than lose a tooth. Tooth, yeah. yeah. You know. Listen, um, will Walter Cronkite run? Because Spielberg's making no, a movie. Well, on it. yeah. yeah the, the thing is, you know, a lot of the time now, you you sort of look at. Uh, potential movies or someone was talking to me for instance Trumbo is out now on, D- on yeah. uh, DVD and someone said to me yesterday was you know was there enough in it for a movie and the same I think applies to something like oh, it's Walter Cronkite um, as you know he was the kind of voice of America he was there he yeah. was this avuncular figure um, he was the he, he used to chair the nightly news and um, when, when the Americans were in Vietnam and these body bags I suppose were being brought home every night he was there and he was counting off the days the number of days uh, that they had been in Vietnam and uh, um, in yeah I mean I accept that yeah. you know and he announced death to JFK on television yeah. for instance yeah. but and and what Cronkite did was like certain television guys they were believable so yeah. it was sort of if Cronkite said it I yeah, believe it was, him yeah, kind sure. of thing yeah. but is it a two hour movie though no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, unless you're going to get a lot of personal stuff, unless you're going to get some conflict in his life, um, unless you're going to get some real sort of genuine human debt, um, it's not a movie. It is not a movie. Uh, but anyway, what's happened now is, what you're referring to is that uh, Steven Spielberg's company, uh, in, in, in he's colluding with the two of the guys who wrote um, um, Bridge of Spies. They've come together again to make a biopic based on the life of right, Walter okay. Cronkite. I don't think it'll work. Listen to me. Mm. I, I, I think it's a lovely segue here, and mm. I'm giving it to you, right? Yeah. Without charge. <laughs> Thanks. The greatest Robin Hood movie ever made mm. was 1938. Mm. Yeah. Uh, with the greatest movie guy, the music guy. Do you remember Kornfeld yeah. or yeah. whatever? Kornfeld, yeah. Kornfeld, fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. But you got a connection with Robin Hood. Yeah, well, the connection obviously is that um, on the 1st of July, um, uh, Olivia de Havilland, who played Marion in it, and uh, I thought she was gorgeous. George, I absolutely thought she was gorgeous. She will be a hundred years old. Like she'll be a hundred years old, alive, like. Alive. Not, it won't no, be no, her, no. Ah, no, no, it won't no, be no, her no, centenary. No, no. She'll be a hundred hundred years. Ah, go away. Yeah. She lives. She's lived in Paris for years. I think about the the last movie she made was nineteen eighty eight, um, but uh, but she, she did. She won two Oscars. Um, she she made eight movies, George. Where you refer to uh, Earl Flynn. Who played Robin Hood, and he was the ideal Robin Hood in many kind, in lots of ways because he was a genuine swashbuckler. Um, so uh, they made eight movies together, and she was supposed to be in love with him all her life. This is what we're told, anyway. This but but of, wasn't she? Um, was was she in Gone with the Wind? She was. She played Melanie Wilkes. She, she, nomin- she nominated. Now she was the good sister. Yeah, that's right. right. She was the nice one. But uh, but uh, tell Melanie me. Hamilton, I think her name was, and then right. she married Ashley Wilkes, and blah blah blah. But but the thing about um, her though, didn't she have a sister, Joan Fontaine? Joan right? Fontaine, who wasn't a very nice person. No, no by the way, they're 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 making um, a series now uh, called called Feuds, one of the cable companies in America, and they're heading off with Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. Oh, right. Feud. They'd about, be good about, now. about eight episodes. But the two but the two sisters <laughs> you're talking about here, the Havilland and Joan Fontaine, would be very good as well. Yeah. yeah. So now that's kind of a series you'd get. Yeah. You know, where you wouldn't get Cronkite as a movie. No. Like when they released Cronkite, 
there'll only be me and you who saw him on television left yeah, on the yeah. planet. I, I mean, how do you watch a movie like about a doc, about Cronkite yeah. when you have never seen him or Well, I, well again, that's a classic case of Americans. Americans would know him. They'd know the name. I suppose they'd know they would, yeah. Um, by the way, just, just to say, just to shove in here, um, the, uh, um, the Betty Davis, Joan Crawford. Betty Davis has been played in it by Susan Sarandon. Oh, yeah. And I'm meeting Susan Sarandon for, I'm having an interview with Susan Sarandon next Monday for the picture show. So. For a cup of coffee? up in No, the... no, it's not phone, it'll be a phoner, but it'll be a, a full interview. Yeah, yeah. She'll probably, she'll probably tell you she doesn't like Donald Trump. Anyway, listen, your pal Cornfeld, yeah. who did Robin Hood, it's a sample of his work now, great, Robin great. Hood. Listen to this, it's great. Now, at this point, Guy of Gisborne is going through Sherwood Forest with the cowardly Sheriff of Nottingham and Marion, played by the great Olivia de Havilland, is probably sitting on a horse. Yeah, and by the way, we should say about Olivia de Havilland, okay, she was under contract uh, to Warner Brothers for a long time and they abused her and misused her and she was much better than a lot of the stuff they gave her to do. Um, But um, anyway, she had this, that standard contract at that time was seven years. So she was on a seven-year contract uh, coming towards the end of 1943. Uh, she was coming towards the end of her contract. And uh, she um, told Warner Brothers, Jack Warner, who was a tyrant, uh, that she was, you know, she was moving on. And they added six months to her, her her contract for times that she had been out on suspension. And uh, she took it to the court. She won it in court. Then they, Warner Brothers appealed it. She won the appeal. And this was a great achievement, George, on, oh, behalf, yeah. on behalf of, the, of the, the creative community in movies. And it's, it's, it's kind of But endured. Jack Warner, if they're going to make a movie about ogres, like <laughs> yeah. they should do Jack Warner. He'd be, like. Actually, he'd be worth doing one in his own right, you know. He's yeah, a, I think I'd play Jack Warner. I'd do the ogre very well. You'd need a little moustache. I'd need a little moustache. Listen, mm. there, was a great, there, there was a great movie I really liked about Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, John Mills was in it. Your man Bernard Lee, who played M in, in Bond. He was in A few other guys. I liked that Dunkirk. Movie. It's a small sort of British movie, but I liked yeah. it. Yeah. But you've got a big. Well, yeah, well, for yeah, yeah. Well, what's happened is is Christopher Nolan, who did the Batman movies, but um, he he is English. He'd know the, the history of this kind of uh, this kind of period very very well. And what he's done now is he's. Um, He's, 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 he's got Warner Brothers. He's making Dunkirk. He's making a movie uh, called Dunkirk, which is about the 300,000, is it, Allied soldiers who were rescued from the beaches of, of yeah. the French capital uh, or the French city. And uh, so what he's one of the things he's done is he's got Warner Brothers to buy him a, an old, a vintage plane. And uh, what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll place cameras in various parts of the plane while it's coming into land and they'll, they'll bang up the plane completely. They'll destroy the plane. Uh, I just read it over the last few days. That's one of the things that he's doing. Yeah, with but these movie. guys do have too much money, I think, like, you know. Well, yeah, but in, in his case, this is what I like this about this. In this case, he's doing it with stunts. He's doing it with, right, okay, yeah. with, with real actors. Rather than CGI or whatever. All right. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Mm. Speaking of those kind of shots, do you remember when the train went off the rails in the train? Yeah. And, and the fellas in the camera, yeah. they, the, the cameramen were, were in a trench and yeah. the train is coming straight at them. John Frankenheimer yeah, the train. It, it's Frank, yeah, it actually, uh, and Burt Lancaster was the star of it. And uh, they actually show you the, the, the train in the extras. In the extras on, on, the, the, on the DVD, yeah. they show you the wheel coming towards the, the trench. Oh, oh. Philip Malloy is with me with movies and television. He is, of course, every um, Tuesday at this time. Now, or every Wednesday. Yeah. Sorry, I can't remember the day of the week anymore. It's Wednesday because I'm on television tonight. So will somebody remind me to be an RT for half nine in case I think it's Tuesday. Um, now, Philip, mm. Philip. You know, you're a keen movie watcher, mm. so half nine or T one you can watch me. Thanks very much. Yeah. Now, what Philip does every week is he picks a television uh, yeah. series from the past and he reminds us about it. Well, one of the things that uh, several viewers mentioned last week was this series Mannix. And I inquired about it since. And Mannix actually ran... Uh, on RTE, Mannix ran for the full eight seasons that it was. Yeah, yeah that was. I liked. It. I liked yeah. Mannix. Yeah, uh, but I gather it was quite controversial in the states. In that it was alleged to be too violent. Really, know, Mike yeah. Connors. And Mike Connors. Yeah, and uh, Mike Connors. He he actually remember the remake of Stagecoach that they did. He played the John Carradine part in the remake, the Hatfield, the gambler. Did he? He did, yeah, yeah. He was very good. I know. He, that was the worst remake no, no, he ever oh, made. Oh, it was awful. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby played the doc in it. The yeah. drunken doc. Doc, doc, yeah. Oh, stop. And some completely unknown fella played the John Wayne character. Alex Cord. Alex, Alex Cord, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There were all kind of red buttons was in it, all oh, kinds. Van Heflin, Van Heflin was in it. It was a great cast. How could you fail, you'd say to yourself. <laughs> and this failed with a vengeance. Oh, but it was awful. Yeah. Anyway, it's anyway, Mike, anyway, Mike Connors. Mike Can we Con- listen to music? Okay. Tune from the series Mannix. Eight series, you said, Philip. Mike yep. Connors. Um, he was a famous Armenian. He was, uh, there weren't that, that many Armenians in Hollywood, no. but he was, he was, was he? one. And but it was good, though, of yeah. that time. Yeah. I watched that now. I mean, you come up with some strange ones, but yeah. but he was a private eye. It was the he classic was, private was classic, eye stuff. Yeah, absolutely. He was in, he lived in West Hollywood. The series was written by two guys, um, Richard Levinson and William Link, and they did uh, they did Columbo, they Murder, She Wrote, they did Ellery Queen. So they had a history, a good history, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it was the Standard private eye thing, but I mean, I liked it. Um, now, one, one of the things, just to say quickly, yeah. one of the things about it was he was um, he he wasn't working at at, at the time, and uh, 
he, he, he drove in apparently to the Desilu, the Desilu lot in, in, in um, Los Angeles. And this guy called Gary Morton, who ran the company Desilu, he was married to uh, Lucille Ball. He saw him uh, driving in in this car, this really uh, ornate sports, sports car. And Morton apparently it happened. Uh, he was big into these cars. So he started to talk to him and uh, realized that they had this in common. And Morton just said to him, by the way, we're casting a, we're casting a private eye show. Would you be interested? Go away. <laughs> and it went on from there. Now, in the, the effect of Game of Thrones mm. has been dramatic. I mean, mm. I haven't seen it since the first 10 minutes. Mm. of the pornographic oh, episode yeah. one. Um, but such is it, in mm. fact, that, that a young researcher on this program came in yesterday oh. with a Game of Thrones haircut. Oh. You know the way all the women have all these kind of braided yes, haircuts? Yeah. And, yeah. So it's affecting even the show. Oh, it's permeating I see, I see. even the show. Well, just to say... Um, it's nearly over, I heard. Well, Please okay, tell okay, me it's okay, we're on. Okay, we're on uh, season six. And we're now heading in next week, next Monday night, we'll be heading into the ninth of 10 episodes. Uh, this is supposed to be an amazing episode by all accounts. Um, and it's it's called it's called the Battle of the Bastards. And it's about, yeah, it's about oh. uh, one of the bastards is the uh, the son of Ned Stark. He's called Jon Snow. And the other is called, the other is Roos. Um, I, I like Jon Snow now on the 7 o'clock okay. news on know, Channel yeah, 4. Yeah, you're a pal of his. But anyways, the two of these going against each other, basically, George. And uh, this guy, one of the things about the series is is the, the villains that it has, has thrown up. And this guy, this guy, Roos Ramsey, is absolutely, he's psychotic. He's an absolute killer. And I, there's, I'd say there's people all over the world waiting for this guy to get his comeuppance. All right. Well, no, there's you. Like, I, mean, I think it probably only <laughs> I has love one it. view I, I just you. love it. I just but love I mean, it. now that it's over, you won't mm. be able to talk about it anymore. It, an actor who I think was overrated, Irish actor. Yeah. Uh, but he got he, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Now, he's come back on television. Yeah. He's in his dotage. He's no, nearly he's as he's, older as as old he's, as me. He, no, he's not that old yet. He's. Uh, but anyway, what's he come? What's he coming he, back? Okay, he's. Uh, he, he, by the way, he hasn't done um, any. He really hasn't done TV or series TV since uh, um, 1987 when he, uh, Remington Steel. Remember Remington Steel filmed finished, in Ireland filmed, the last two episodes. It did, yeah. And anyway, he's replaced Sam Neill, a pal of yours, was to do this uh, series. I think his eight-part series called The Sun. And uh, for a cable television company in America called AMC, uh, Sam Neill d- dropped out of it, and uh, Brosnan came in, and it was about it's about it's a kind of dynastic story about the founding of uh, uh, set during the years after um, Texas got its independence. All right. So that's that's basically the story. And he was kidnapped as a young man in a, by the Indians, by the Comanches. And he came back, he got away, came back. But he a lot of the stuff that he learned as a captive of the Comanches, he's worked this into his life and his relationships with his uh, family. So that's basically, that's the story. One of the things about, um, about uh, he did four bonds, by the way, uh, Pierce Brosnan. And one of the things about None it is, of whom I watched, I think. Go on. Yeah, and one of the things about it is that... Uh, is that he's works? He seems to work nonstop, but the stuff is 
poor. He's generally poor. I can't think of anything I, really. Do you know why I don't like him? Worthwhile that he did. Do you know why I don't like why? him? It's a real geoc reason for not liking him. What right? is it? <laughs> I did the catering on the oh, two. Stop. No, listen oh, to God. me. It's all on, coming out. No, no. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a real yeah, yeah, geoc yeah. one. Like I did the catering in 1987. Where's this day? Where? Where did they shoot? A a Malahide Castle. Malahide, yeah. And so Remington Steele, 1987, Pierce Brosnan, I do the last two episodes with your one. What was her name? Her father was oh, an yeah. actor. Ephraim well. Zimbalist Jr.'s father. Yeah, or yeah. Daughter, Stephanie Zimbalist. Yeah. So anyway, and I made a cake for his son's birthday, right? So that's fine. And then last year, <laughs> right, uh, how many years later is that? 28 years later, he was around the corner in Chinese, in, in, uh, in Saba, the Chinese restaurant, and he didn't recognise me. 28 oh, years oh, old. Oh, f- <laughs> oh, foul. Oh, it's his. Poor, poor George. Foul. Poor George. <laughs> What's on the picture of the show, Stephanie uh, Zimbalas Jr.? No? Well, I'm hoping that, that Russell Crowe will be on it. So, oh, will uh, you? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll take it from there. And uh, we've got some great stuff coming up, actually. So, um, Good guests, I mean. But sure, they're always good guests oh, on, stop, on the stop. show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Brendan O'Connor has me on tonight, and you still won't have me on the picture show. Oh, no, you'll be there. You'll be there. <laughs> when, we, when we rise <laughs> for, to the heights. For my retirement. Yeah. Well, that's... Philip is back next week. I hopefully will be back too, of course.